This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Serena Williams went out in a blaze of glory uh, yesterday. That was the end of a, a fantastic career. And to talk to us about that and a few other things is former New Zealand Davis Cup captain Jeff Simpson. G'day, Jeff. How are you? Good afternoon, Ricardo. Good, thanks. Yeah, uh, I mean, the end of a stellar career uh, from Serena. She has been lauded in a lot of places, and rightly so for a, for a tennis. I think sometimes uh, uh, it gets forgiven and maybe forgotten a bit some of the other things that she's done in her career, maybe not so good. Uh, just ask Naomi Osaka. But uh, I don't think you can argue with uh, the impact that she's had on the sport, both within the sport and, and the broader uh, sort of populace as well. Yeah, she's been a sort of a big role model for the woman and she's, you know, broken down a lot of boundaries. Um, not to say anything, um, but her play has probably been the thing that's made her really, in my eyes, really great. She had, she brought in like a, had a serve that, I, I, you know, you didn't see in the women's game before and uh, her aggressive play. She's a great athlete um, and she just, really really good competitor and um you know she won a lot of matches through that real competitive spirit of hers and um you know her big game and she sort of changed women's tennis around a lot became more powerful and um i think she was a great role model at the end you know uh, as you say after all those things she went through she was just a battler and she's a fighter and she fought for what she believed in so we see her go she's probably gone at the right time hasn't she because i mean I think she's been on the downward tra- trajectory leading into this. I think she uh, went out in the first round of a couple of tournaments. So to be fair, I was surprised she got as far as she did in this one. But uh, good, a, a great uh, stage for her to go out on. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, the women's tennis has improved so much now, and especially if you're going to try and win a Grand Slam, you know, fitness plays a huge part in it. And I think she probably, you know, being a mother now, probably didn't have the time or she didn't, have the want to put the effort into getting really, really fit, which you need to do. And as I said, you know, the game's progressed in the women so much now where they, they are a lot fitter, they work a lot harder. And, um, uh, you know, the game is, you know, the women's game has developed, you know, be very strong. So there's not a lot of easy matches for her. And so the deeper she goes in the tournament, the fitter she has to be, you know. So I think that's probably a big thing. And as you said, probably the right time for her to leave. Am I right in thinking that we haven't seen her older sister Venus make any sort of announcements just yet? Yeah, interesting enough is she's sort of been, you know, she's taken always, she was the one that, you know, sort of came out of the scene first and then Serena sort of was the more alpha of the two of them, so to speak. And uh, we haven't, she's sort of taken a lot of more of a back seat to Serena and um, we haven't sort of, you know, you don't sort of hear much from her now. Um, in fact, I don't even know, did she play that this tournament? I couldn't even remember. Yeah, she, she did. Played. She did. I think she went out first round, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. See, so not sort of really noticing her quite as much, even though she was a really, really good player, you know. 
Yeah, what what about uh, uh, the young Australian then, uh, Tom uh, Tom Yanovich, that uh, that knocked Serena out and the way that she conducted herself uh, post match? Yeah, she was very classy. She she's she seems to be you know she was very thoughtful in this in her, in her speech and she you know was very um, what was she what was the word um, you know she sort of idolised or she thought very highly of Serena and. Um, and I thought she, I thought she kept herself very, very calm in that match and played a played a good match because it was a not an easy one for her to win. Um, but she came through and played well, and she, you know she's starting to play better and better as we see in you know her previous uh, tournaments and matches, and and she started to get on, you know, and do a lot better than what she's doing before, which is great to see. Now, we've seen uh, a few champions go out. Of course, Serena being one of them. Uh, Raducanu, Osaka, they've all gone out. They all went out. Uh, well, those two went out first round along with Venus as well. Uh, it's really opened things up. Um, Svitek, though, the number one, just keeps on winning, just bulldozing through people. 6-3-6-4 over Lauren Davis yesterday. Um, who do you think the biggest competitors or biggest obstacles for her getting this US Open women's title will be? Yeah, well, that's right. She she is playing well, and she has played well pretty much all year. Um, you see somebody like uh, Kitova coming back. She's starting to regain a little form. As a rinker, um, you know, an older player that's come back, she, she won quite comfortably again. She's into the fourth round. Uh, Daniel Collins, just, you know, the, the finest of the Australian. She won a, a close match against um, Cornet. Uh, so she's playing well. Um, I think Coco Goff, has started to play well. She's starting to realise, you know, her potential. And I think the French woman, uh, Garcia, they actually could play each other if they both win. Uh, she's playing well. Um, there's quite a number of them, and Jabir. Um, so the women's is always quite up for grabs, but I think the one that I would probably be going for would be would be Switek, uh, just on the way she's playing, her experience, you know, in the big matches, Um I feel that in, in the way she's playing at the moment, and I think the court suits her pretty much. So, I mean, I think she's probably my favourite out of all the rest. Yeah, she looks pretty good, mate. She looks pretty good, all right. Mm. Hey, let's uh, talk yeah. some doubles action now because uh, Michael Venus and uh, his uh, partner Tim Putz have uh, are the fourth seeds here, and uh, they've done very well so far. They've uh, won through to the third round where they take on the Colombian pairing of Cabal and Farrar, who are, I think, the 13th seeds. Um, if they win that, they potentially could play Kokianakis and and Kyrgios. Boy, uh, Venus and Kyrgios have got some history. That'd be a great matchup, wouldn't it, for the the fourth round? Yeah. yeah well, that were, you know they had that um, that match at the Australian Open that was very competitive, and yeah, they did have a few words afterwards. But that's all probably in the in the heat of the battle, so to speak. And um, you know, both both guys will probably be moving on. But you know, they're they're very, very competitive uh, uh, people. Mike's very competitive. Curious, obviously, very competitive. And so if they get to play, that would be a great match. And um, hopefully, hopefully, Mike could get his revenge. That would be good. Yeah, it would be. Uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, it's always good to see the, yeah. the Kiwis doing well on that front, mate. Um, and uh, we should talk uh, men's singles as well because uh, Rafa Nadal continues just to uh, defy... Uh, Father Time, doesn't he? He's, I think, I think, how many times is it now? Is it 18 times in a row that he's beaten Gasquet and uh, just keeps rolling on? 
Well, 18 times in a row without losing a set, which is pretty impressive <laughs> statistics. And uh, <laughs> I thought it was going to be another one of those, you know, it was 6-love, six 6-1, six and he was up a break, and, you know, you thought, oh, here we go. But Gasquet, to his credit, did fight back, and, um, you know, he took him to 7-5 in the second set. But, you know, Rafa just always seemed a little bit in control of it. And as the tournament goes on, you know, Rafa is just getting better and better and better. So, you know... Um, if he gets through that next one against TFO, who's, you know, he's playing well to beat Schwartzman in straight sets. Um, uh, you know, he, so he'll give him a good match, but it'll be a good, it'll be a match that I think Rafa should win because he's, I think he's beaten him the last couple of times. So that will make him even better for the next match. And um, as long as his fitness stays there, I mean, he's certainly a force to be reckoned with, that's for sure. Um, we also have in the men's singles in the fourth round, uh, Daniel Medvedev, who is the first seed. He, he won pretty uh, convincingly in the third round against a Chinese opponent. He's going to face Nick Kyrgios. So it's one versus 23 in the seeds. Kyrgios beat JJ Wolf in straight sets as well. Kyrgios, before the tournament started, was the fourth favourite to win the title at the TAB, Jeff, even though he's uh, seeded 23rd. What do you make of that? And, and, the, and what has changed in Kyrgios's game in the last year? Well, you know, he he's made a final of a Grand Slam at Wimbledon, which is, you know, a hell of an effort from him. He won the Grand Slam title in doubles at the Australian Open, which I think kind of set him off, gave, gave him a lot of confidence. Um, and he seems to be, you know, he seems to be, you know, sort of really putting out in all his matches now. And, um, you know, he's getting fitter. And I think that match, um, you know, Medvedev and Kurias is going to be a really exciting match because Kurias has beaten him the last three times, even though when he had interviewed Kurias, he said that, you know, you know, the Grand Slams are a different beast, and that's for sure they are. It's over five sets and fitness comes in, and, you know, a player like Medvedev has won the US Open last year. He's he's very strong final of the Australian Open this year. You know, very, very strong. So, but Kurias has a, a a great game for Medvedev. Um, you know, Medvedev likes to rally from the back and you know take control from there. Whereas Kurias can serve and volley. And when he beat him last time, you know Kurias was serving and volleying him quite a bit, and it was sort of getting under Medvedev's skin. So if he can do that consistently over over that period of time of the match, you know he's in with a good chance. And um, you know Medvedev will be out for sure for revenge, and you know the defence of his title, of course. So I think that's going to be probably, that'll be the match of the tournament Yeah, on paper yeah. Um, to start, you know, to this part of the tournament right now, yeah. Uh, the winner of that plays the winner of Karina Booster and Karen Kashinov, so that's uh, one to watch out for. Um, Berrettini, he's been going pretty well. He knocked out Andy Murray. Uh, he will play potentially Kasper Rude, um, who's playing the Frenchman uh, Moute. But Rude has, has played a lot of tennis this tournament already. I mean, that third round uh, match against uh, Tommy Paul was a five-setter, what, four and a half hours. Um, how do you rate those two chances uh, on that side of the draw? Well, I think Berrettini is like Rafa, you know, he's had the experience, he's been to a final of a Grand Slam, you know, he's been consistently top, you know, 10, top, even up to, I think, number five, six in the world. So he, he's got the background and experience behind him. And although he's been out, each match he plays, he is getting better. And um, I think, you know, the way he's playing at the moment, you know, to come through, like you said, um, you know, Fakina, that's who he plays next. He's a tough player, a tough Spanish guy, but 
I, I think Veritin, if he can play, you know, just a little bit better again, I think he's got a really good chance to win that. And then, as you said, Casper Rudd's played a lot of tennis, but he is extremely fit and um, he is playing well. So that would be another great battle there. Um, and I think, you know, with Veritini with the serve and the big forehand, he's definitely got a chance to get it through to the to get through to the semi-finals. In the bottom half of the draw in the fourth round, uh, Cilic, Marin Cilic, the uh, big serving Croatian, he got rid of Daniel Evans in four, and he comes up against Alcaraz, who's just been on fire. I mean, uh, nobody seems to be posing him any problems at all. Straight sets against um, John Brooksby in the last round. Um, do you think there's anything that Cilic can do to stop Alcaraz in that fourth round? Yeah, Chilich is playing well, and you've got to remember he's won a U.S. Open, so you know he he knows he likes the conditions there, and if he serves well, I was a little bit worried against when he was playing Dan Evans. He went off in his serve a little bit, um, but he managed to you know he managed to win um, in four. But they were the first two sets were pretty tight. Um, yeah, he's got a good chance, but I think you know Alcaraz is you know he's starting now to to you know, to win in these Grand Slam events, which is, you know, what he wants to do. He's proven that he can win the, you know, he's won a couple of 1,000s um, ATP tournaments and, you know, he's beaten all the top players. And I think now he's, you know, he's starting to get through. He's into the fourth round. He's playing, like you said, very, very well. And um, he's fit, he's young, he's very, very keen. I think I, I think he probably will be too too good for... Uh, on the day for Chilich, but um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Chilich did come through that section. Mm, and of course, uh, yeah. they're, they're on. Uh, whoever comes through that section is on course to meet Rafa Nadal, who we've already talked about. Plays yeah. Francis Tiafoe, yeah. um, and the winner of Tiafoe Nadal plays the winner of Rublev Nori, number seven and number nine as well, which is another another great matchup. So it really is a stacked side of the draw, the bottom half, isn't it? Yeah, some yeah, some good, some really, really, really good matches coming up, and um, I think exciting. It'd be interesting, um, you know, to see if how Nori can battle against Rublev because Rublev just got through in five type sets today against Shapovalov, uh, which is a great match. But he he has got a day to recover, and he looks pretty fit. But that'll be a good match, a great chance for both of them to get to play. You know, hopefully Rafa in the in the quarters, but. Um, you never know, but, you know, that should be some good tennis too. So, you know, very, very competitive matches from, well, they're all competitive, but especially now it's getting really exciting. I mean, getting down to the real the real exciting part of the of, of the draw. Yeah, mate, it is. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's really now when we separate the men from the boys, as the saying goes, in this, in this last week, you know, you've been at it a week playing every... Uh, every second day in, in pretty tough conditions. Uh, who do you fancy? Uh, if, if you had to pick a winner now, who do you fancy in the men's, men's side? Oh, I could probably, I could probably, I can probably not ever get against Nadal, but um, the likelihood of it is that, you know, I'm probably probably going to lean, if he could get, if Medvedev can get through Kyrgios, I'll probably lean towards Medvedev. Mm-hmm. Um you know, because at the Australian Open, he did have him two sets to love and three two. You know, for he love and uh, Rafa came back and and fought his way back through, and, and you know we saw a great match there and won it. Um, whether Rafa has can do that again, um, I don't know. I mean, I just think probably at the moment Medvedev, uh, 
you know, he's a guy that's won the US Open. He plays well there. He's got a lot more on his side. His, his biggest match today is going to, you know, is obviously curious because he's got, you know, he's won three matches against them. So that's going to be the test. But if you if you're making me pick, probably, um, you know. I hate to go against Rafa. <laughs> it's hard to go against Rafa, isn't it, mate? Hard yeah. to go against Rafa. Yeah, it is. I, I don't, I don't think I, I don't, I don't. Although I've said all these things objectively, you know, looking at it objectively, I, I just, I, my heart's with Rafa, you know. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you, you heard it here first. Uh, Jeff Simpson, uh, Rafa Nadal will win the US Men's Open. Uh, he is the three dollar sixty favourite uh, in that uh, tournament. Uh, he's the second favourite there, and uh, on the outrights, of course, in the women's as well. Uh, I think we both uh, thought Iga Schweitek would be the one to go, and she is the outright favourite, paying two dollars eighty at the moment at the TAB. Jeff, thanks very much for coming on, mate, and having a chat. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Father's Day, and uh, we'll catch you again soon. And uh, enjoy the rest of the tournament. Thanks for having me on, Ricardo. Appreciate it. No problem, mate. Anytime. Anytime at all. Uh, Jeff Simpson, pleasure talking tennis with him. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.